It's March 12th, 2018, and this is Bottle Crow Reborn Plus. I'm Six Atmar. And I knew you were going to make that joke, actually. And I'm Nick <laughs> Cease, and... Oh, wait, this is Bottle... You, did you steal it again? I can't remember <laughs> I what you actually said. I got you. I, I have plus. been scooped. It's not actually Bottle Crow Reborn Plus. We aren't renaming the RSS feed. It's okay. Because we don't have to, because we are officially the only Bottle Crow podcast listed on RSS feeds once again. That's a good point. That's a good point. Not that anybody else notices, to, but yeah. We could actually change it back to Bottle Crow if we wanted. But How, would, it, would the feed explode? That's, I'm worried. I'm, I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to touch it. Didn't you one time forget to put Reborn in the episode title and it just never pushed? It didn't even uh-huh. go it went nowhere. That's accurate. Right? That's accurate. I, I, Perhaps we should look at our hosting. No, well, we shouldn't. Who cares? We fixed it eventually. Like it came, like it came out after a couple, after like a day, Source and someone two. was like, "Hey, where's the episode?" We'll fix. Yeah, I think I was like, "Where's the episode?" And you changed the title. No. Yeah. This is a uh, bottle crow reborn an RSS feed podcast where we talk yeah. about RSS feeds, and I'm www.w3.com finding your all your standards for HTML. Is what W3 does. <sighs> okay. Nick? Well, uh, hold on. Can we turn off the lights real quick? Okay. Sure. I don't actually have a lighter. Happy birthday to. I think we need to have uh, this be. It's become a segment, so I think we have to start singing the song, right? I, didn't sure. the copyright just lapse on the Happy mm-hmm. Birthday song? I Not think that it wasn't that. It, I think that. I think it was like a combination of like lapsing and contested. Did somebody like, actually it, it actively like, contest it? I think I, I think the way it worked, and I could be wrong about this, is that uh, it w- it was sort of had two layers of copyright protection: one shorter term and one longer term. And the longer term part was contested. And it's like, no, this is just this is just fucking. This should be public domain. Everyone uses this for everything. And that part won. The shorter term one held up, but it had already expired. So who cared? The shorter term. I mean, ha- the Happy Birthday song is very old, is it not? Yes. Oh yeah. Perhaps a century? I don't know. I remember there was something, yeah. So I think, not that necessarily anybody could have ever tried to enforce it, but the threat was, I think, prohibitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, dear puppy. puppy. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Puppy. That's going to be fun it's, to It's puppy's sync up. turn. Yeah. He's 28. You can put in uh-huh. a little jingle there, and you can auto-tune me, and you can send it... Uh, to your local post office, care of, this is becoming an accidental car talk show, and we're good. Okay. Our fair Back city. Our first... um, so when was his birthday exactly? Well, normally I start these notes like close to at the time after we record, so it's probably within like a week and a half. I am on the Wikipedia. Why don't I just look it up? March, March 6th. 6th, 1990. Mm-hmm. Five years older than me. Hmm. Hmm. So I am, yeah, I'm like 355 days older than him. Wow. How about that? You were so close. So close. So close. Yet so far away. Happy birthday um, to Clement. Yeah, indeed. Oh, my darling. Oh, oh, my darling. We've got another, oh, we've my got another birthday <laughs> to celebrate, don't we? We do? Oh. Yeah. Uh, Eric Wright, right? right? The, the only way to play guy. There's some... Oh. No, oh, wait. No, this isn't a birthday thing. Oh, no. 
Oh. Oh, oh he got he got a six month ban, didn't he? Oh no, it's like if you actually are a kind of a jerk in your games consistently for comedic quote unquote effect on YouTube, you probably aren't a great person to play with and you get reported. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh you know the the post announcing this was locked within a couple of hours of it being posted, really? uh, because the comments were just full of people uh, explaining that this was entirely justified with lots of examples. And I guess I guess the mods felt like it got to a point. Um, but yeah, like there are clips of him playing, and he really seems like he has some legitimate legitimate issues. According to this unverified source, his old roommate says that he never paid his rent on time and got a shitload of noise complaints because he raged all through the night and kept him awake. Hmm. So there there is a little bit of uh a little bit of light in this world. Hold the candle yeah. up to uh the light. He can't hold the, a candle to the the, the light? What are, what are our, we doing right the now? strength of our plate. Oh, okay. The, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's it's obviously. I hope this guy changes his ways. Um, I have enjoyed some of his videos, and I didn't know about this stuff, but I I started looking into it because of this. And it's like, oh no, this seems pretty legit. And it's just like, why be that way when you can just be slacks? And also, like his videos don't require him to be toxic, like at all. His videos yeah. are him telling you, like, oh, here's a good build. Like, there's no part of it that, like, and here's me, like, screaming at a dazzle for not graving me. That's not what he does. He wouldn't lose anything by straightening up his fucking attitude. Except for maybe some MMR. I don't know. I don't know the numbers <laughs> on that shit. I hope not. But I also notice that a lot of high MMR players tend to be assholes. And I wonder if there's some correlation. I don't know. Obsessive people. Assholes. Yeah. Yeah, think, it's it's yeah, it's probably it's the obsessive thing. Yeah, yeah. Higher percentages. Hmm. Percentages. Anyway. Yep. Um, so let me let me rearrange this line on our notes. Let's knock out this last little thing before we get into some of the main meat of the show. Because boy, this is this show meat. is not for vegetarians. Ho, ho. Veg- vegans turn off the podcast unless you know Hide what it from your. You're vegan, police. Since this is all a metaphor anyway, you could probably think of it as Satan. Satan? Yes, it's a soy, like, it's used to emulate, like, beef a lot of the time. Satan. Sorry, S-E-I-T-A-N. I've, the spelling is familiar. The ever-popular wheat meat. Mm -hmm. The spruce. So it's a brand name for like wheat gluten. Satan. Okay, I've I've heard of it before. Mm-hmm. I see. Satan. Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> Hail Satan. Anyway, um, it's vegetarians, you can just think of it as Satan. This is all a metaphor anyway. Okay. Here's the last little bit of vegetables. Uh apparently there were, uh, why was this? I never quite know why. Probably a Reddit post. Typical, why is it on Bodico? It was probably a, a dumb Reddit post. Somebody was talking about rich presence in Discord for Dota 2. And I think the back end might have been completed by Discord or something. Or, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. You put so, this on the notes and I was like, what do these words even mean? So, you know, so like we're in Discord right now. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Don't DDoS our server. Um... 
uh, go to your member list for our, our the server we're currently in. You can see okay. that the top person, who I believe you record the Garnet Wager with, is playing mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XI something. It uh, it's 14, XIV. I see. I only see XI. A realm dot reborn. Dot. Oh, this podcast is brought to you by. So that is apparently a thing called Rich Presence. And I see you are now, you are currently playing Audacity because you've linked that to your Steam, I forgot. So uh-huh. now it shows and up also to, to Discord. my Discord. Both? Yeah. Okay. Didn't even grab it through Steam. Yep. So that is a thing called Rich Presence, which just means like it shows your status more granular than just online, offline, in game. Mm-hmm. And I cannot fucking figure out why anybody gives a shit. Somebody, please, please tweet at us or write in to you know what I think Colin I figured it or out. Nick at bottleco.com. What you're about to say is that people on Reddit are upset that it's not giving more granular details. It's not saying like in a match as Lena for thirty minutes, right? Yes, currently in the mid lane, traveling to town for a gank. <laughs> Please don't tell them they're smoked. <laughs> like, we're smoking. <laughs> Man, actually, if every t- like uh, if you if it didn't do the rich thing, but just changed it to playing we're, we're smoking every time you used a smoke, I would I'd appreciate be down that. that. I'm sure the API works for that. Yes, I ca- I only bring this up because I keep seeing posts about this just in every gaming online thing that I see people talking about rich presence and just please. Sh- the first of many possibly times during this episode. Can we just shut shut the F shut the fuck up, please? Who actually gives a shit? My first encounter with Rich Presence was seeing uh someone like a friend of mine who was listening to uh, uh not Audacity, uh Spotify and clicking the little thing and it showed me what track they were listening to and like it showed me the time bar of them listening to the track and I was like this is creepy as fuck this is so creepy I didn't even know I do that I don't want this I don't want people to know that I'm listening to complete garbage I don't want people to know like oh they're playing Super Meat Boy and they died for the hundredth time on the same level lol (laughs) like no I don't want you to know that yeah I mean I, I guess that's basically yeah that's the same thing, just, you know, it's Facebook tracking you or Spotify tracking you, but then it shares it with everybody else. And this is and like a the thing. huge feature. No, this is a feature that people are talking about on the internet. I mean, I could see the Discord or the Steam people or some sort of like, uh, what's a broader term than social network? I don't know. Some sort of online networking app. I could see the people being like, oh, we should like show people what their friends are doing and stuff. And it's useful to see in Steam what games people are in, if they're online, if they're idle. I like the main menu idle thing that we get in uh, Dota 2 because then Mm -hmm. I know, oh, okay, this person isn't just not responding to me. They're either pretending to not respond to me (laughs) and they're AFK or they're just actually AFK. I like that. But why do do people care? Like, oh, we need to get rich presence into Discord. League already has it, yada, yada, yada. Well, on the other hand, though, right? Like, I will sometimes boot up Dota 2 to find out if people are in-game. Like, I'll see someone is in-game in Dota 2, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, great, I'll join them. And I boot up the game, and it's like, 
as, you know, in-game, and then you see, you know, the Dota menu, which of course has a way more detailed version of it, which is like in-game as Dazzle, level three, and you're like, oh, okay, so I'll just fucking go then, bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that is or, fair, actually. In Steam, or the opposite. I would use more or the opposite, where it's like, oh, they're like they're in game. Probably they're like in game, and I shouldn't bother them. And actually, they're idling on the menu, or they're <laughs> yeah. like, you know, fifty-five minutes into a game, basically over. Um, it could be useful to know where someone's at when they're in Dota, whether you should be, whether you'd be able to party with them. But you know, the thing you can do in those situations could send them a message. Pick up the phone and call them. Back in my day, we would call people. I think Thanks, David Lynch. <laughs> me and you are like the last. Well, we're we're pretty close to generation allies. We're like the last generations to have actually like called people. I think when when was I was younger, like, at least when I was I don't know, up until probably like th- thirteen or fourteen, I would like call my friends' houses to see if they were yeah, there. Yeah, to see which if is they a were, very yeah. retro thing with like a corded phone. Well. I wasn't okay, I'm, I'm, I'm older than you. I'm an older, <laughs> older than you. But yeah, like they I were wireless call... phones. They were a luxury when I was a kid, and then I got a little bit older and was still a kid, and they were no longer a luxury, and everyone had them. But listen, the circle of luxury. Yeah, uh, I, I I could use that in in Steam. I could see like a, a timer for how long they've been in game. Mm-hmm. But to to really know, I have to right click on them in Steam and click Watch Game, and then I can sure. really know. Sure. So, like, but I think it'd be nice to have that. please stop talking about yeah. it in, like, everything. Yeah, I just, I don't want you to know that about like me on cult. Discord. It sounds like it's... a cult. Why do you, you don't say, oh, let us go to the Google Document 6 on, uh, let's use the hypertext transfer protocol secured. It's, make sure it's encrypted and let us go to the Google Document. Just, like... I mean, you have to call it something. Rich, Pre- like Rich Presence, is a weird name, and I wondered at first if we were talking about a human being named Rich Presence. But like, um, you you open a word know. doc, you don't like. Oh, I really would like to edit this in rich text, rich text format. Blah 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 blah. I don't what know. What would you call it? I don't know. Just like status, friend status. Yes, they're your friend. That's their friend status. Friend status. I checked. You're still friends. <laughs> could you just ping people that would be a useful thing that's a fucking black mirror episode right there they're gonna steal it and we're gonna sue them all right there we go there we, we did go it. we did it Ball that's how we make the made. show yep why are we still talking about this i don't Nick, know why are we've we've fallen into this trap this never happened i'm deleting it from my notes <clears throat> so where do we begin where do we bite in well, do you want to talk about Artifact? Do, I think more people would care about Dota Plus. And also, we'll probably get done with it faster, ironically. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll okay, talk about we Dota got, Plus We got a little first. refresher here in the middle, and then we'll, we'll go into Artifact. Okay. So Dota Plus, uh, battle passes are no more just came Here out today Dota Plus. this morning of course we were set to record mm-hmm. and we had to have some sort of big thing come out mm-hmm. a lot of big stuff has been coming out i mean we got the the tighter patch schedule and stuff but just generally like they're they're really yeah. kicking it off so far so uh the dota plus system is basically a monthly subscription uh that will give you sort of a lot of 
Battle Pass-like features in addition to other premium features for the premium <laughs> consumer. The Dota connoisseur. Um, so there's stuff like like hero progression where you're like leveling up in 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 hero mastery to unlock like cosmetics and like you know like like the old inscribed gems. It's there's mm-hmm. a system like that. There's like uh, new uh, chat wheel voice lines. Uh, by the way, of course I checked. Wind Rangers are kind of bad. Uh, Enchantresses are very good. I'm sure so you okay. just you probably just put one in right here. I love She's talking Wind over Ranger. me right now. Yes, she is. Yes. Um, and also, let's see, like, there's there's new like weekly rewards, and you get currency that you can spend on cosmetics. And then there's the plus assistant. Is this like the Google Assistant? Hey Siri, play Nickelback. Hey Siri, play Storm Spirit Mid. Here's some Nickelback. Is it actually <laughs> open? You need to unlock your iPhone first. Oh, she's <laughs> Irish, but I think I have her set as Irish. I don't know. What is uh, it? Open music? How is it playing Nickelback? Do I have Nickelback downloaded? I'd come for you, Nickelback, Dark Horse. Oh God, I think this is really old. I have not used my actual iTunes, uh, like hard memory iTunes library in a while. But I have Nickelback on it. Apparently, that's great. Nickelback is great. No, they're not. Um, uh, my, I, I, at one point, I tried setting my uh, my Siri to be Japanese, and uh, <laughs> my did not like my accent. Did not like my accent at all. Really. Uh, Watashiwa. Nickelback Oshimas. No, but the uh, plus assistant is actually uh, baked in real time Dota buff plus, basically, right? Plus Tortellini. Yeah. It's it's like it's recommending like items and like hero picks and, and skill buildings. And it's doing all of this like on the fly, like adjusting based on how you're playing. Like if it recommends an item and you buy a different item, it'll change its recommendations. Um, it'll be like, hey, you should really go mid. You've got a 50% win rate with it, or no, a 60% win rate with this hero mid. But if you go off, it'll go down to like 52 or something. Like it's mm-hmm. surprisingly it's granular. <laughs> yeah. It's not, but it is like machine learning your your Dota play. Mm-hmm. It just everybody's Dota play. So, yeah. Uh, have you messed around with your stats? I mean, by the first of all, I guess uh, I I made an assumption here. Did have you signed up for Dota Plus? I I bought a month of it, kind of only because I wanted to check it out for the pod. So far, we'll see. I mean, a bunch of people, of course, are getting it right now. If they have you know four bucks to throw away on it, I wonder how the it'll work long term. We can get to that later after we mm. stop talking about it. But yeah, I I, mean, I, I have. I signed up and I was I'm I'll keep paying for it. I'm happy to. I'm happy to support Dota as a game and I want to max out Enchantress so I can force <laughs> people to hear me say, you know what, I love everything every minute or two. Yeah. Um but the interesting thing for me is they have like a like just sort of global comparing your stats to other players with given heroes at your MMR tier. Yes. <laughs> have, have you looked at some of that? In real time, yep, it's it's weird. In the spectators, they get a win probability graph. 
Oh my god, that sounds so stressful. I mean, just like imagine during a tournament because this would work. Then I, it probably works during captain's mode, though it's much less accurate, I'm sure. Uh, imagine just being like, "Oh, look, they came back from Omega Creeps and a ninety-five percent win probability deficit." Man, yeah. that's so weird. I like. I looked. I just. I haven't played a match or watched any matches yet. I will actually after we finish recording this um, w- with the new Dota Plus. I've been busy today, but I did go through and look at stats on a lot of heroes, and I kept seeing some interesting numbers. Right, like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of supports would be like, "Oh no, I did better on deaths. I did better on assists, even or worse on kills." <laughs> GPM, XPM. Worse than everyone, every single hero. <laughs> I'm always worse than the average. I'm so bad at farming, and maybe, maybe, honestly, these stats will be the thing that finally beat my head in, against this fact enough that I actually try and get better. Because I'm always just like, it's fine. I have to fight five. six to get him to stop telling people that he'll buy all the support items. When he has mana boots and like is working on an urn at like 25, I'm like, no, actually, it, they should help by the words. There was a game... It's true, where I was playing. Uh, was it? I was playing Oracle in that game. I think. I think so. Um, and it was twenty minutes in, I think. Um, and I had brown boots and a wand. Yep. <laughs> and our Rubik had gone fast Midas into Dagon, and uh, had bought three sentry wards and was really proud of himself for having bought three sentry oh, wards. Oh no, and this game, yes. Nick, yes, Nick got kind of mad about that. <laughs> no, this guy, it was it was hilarious. We uh, we uh this is another episode of the we found a funny person in uh, a pub. He like plays Rubik a bunch. He, he was like, I don't know, 1 to 2k MMR and he always he spammed Rubik as like 60% had like a 40% win rate. Uh and he always rushed Midas into eggs into you know something goofy, and it was one of those people who was just convinced that that was you know the only way to play. Who meta? And uh, I said something like, you know, I was trying to be nice, nice-ish kind of, but like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, it would be really good for us if you could uh, help buy some words out. I think our, our uh, Oracle needs some help here. He's like, no, no, I already bought words. I'm like, uh, I don't think you did, man. Actually, uh, I think he's been buying them all. He said. What the fuck, dude? You know, I, I bought three. I just bought three centuries, dude. And that was after I think each of us called out a word that had been placed. So he mm-hmm. spent zero gold, actually, because mm-hmm. he just got it all back. I was a little peeved. Yeah, um, peeved. It was. I, I. I. I don't. Okay, this is a. Two there was layers nothing you could have done in that match. There's. Though, to make. There's two layers of I don't normally do this about to happen, right? <laughs> First off, there's I don't normally do this on calling this guy out, but um, his his friend who was queued with him, which we didn't know until he opened his mouth, and then we immediately knew, <laughs> um, because he said, "Hey man, like watch it. He's actually six K." Which <laughs> one of those people? Uh, no. Again, this is the other layer of I don't normally do this. Normally, I don't like, but it's like oh, no fucking. And I just said, I just, I just like he's super not. And I just Six actually went not. on voice comms and like chastised somebody. I think I he, I think he swore. That. He swore too. It was uh huh. He was he was peeved. It was a good moment. I I 
don't like being that person, but like, come on, you've got like this is a this is a like a two point five k game. You've got a Rubik who's rushing Midas and like kind of feeding. He's not six k. Don't fucking feed me that shit maybe, because your maybe friend's fucking up. This is exactly the game you needed to push you into the position seven role, where you're being in the position six but not actually getting anything done with it. You weren't supporting. You weren't lifting your team up. You were only dragging yourself down unintentionally. You were being pushed into it by this, you know, jokey Rubik guy. And now maybe you'll open your eyes to being a, a greedy little bastard like the rest of us. I actually little, ended this a game with a rapier. You picked up my rapier, I believe. Yes, that's true. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. One you, of the two you. I probably lost, yes. Mm-hmm. And we lost the yeah. game. So, yes. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I... I... That's good. I wonder if I need to call people out more. I think just a little more assertion on your part, or like even just like the questioning, because I think it is really good, and I think more people should do the like the position six thing or whatever, where they like delay what they quote unquote need a lot of the time. Like if you don't need mana boots, if your team doesn't really heavily benefit benefit from benefit from mana bits uh, early on then, yeah, it can be, like, really good to push that back and set up really good vision, even though you might be poor. Yeah. But sometimes it's oh, actually man. really good. It's you actually, actually reminded really me. For us, for you to have items. You actually reminded me of, like, <laughs> we did have that moment of you were like, like, seriously, Rubik, like, needs like he need mana he boots you need to boots. And, and i was like actually i i don't and yeah, i guess you do i was like i was like nick nick God, i'm dying up. after like 30 seconds i don't need mana boots i don't live long enough to spend my mana <laughs> and i'm like no no you don't get it i don't give a shit about you i need the mana it's about yeah. me sure yeah. sure yeah there is an element of that though like you're you're being you are you want to lift your team up so much that you forget about your importance there is a concept of destructive selflessness. <laughs> Indeed. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Word. Um, but anyway, all this, this is, we were talking about analytics and stuff we um, and, at the yeah, beginning of this, and we went wildly off. Um, but, like, I really want to see what this does to Dota. Because this seems like... I've so always I, been against... Yeah. Like, I, I hate... Um, dota picker right mm-hmm. i hate people who if you want to do it in your uh like your ranked games i think that kind of sucks but whatever but when i'm an 80 to well and you bust out dota picker <laughs> that is one of the few times you'll actually see me get legitimately pissed in dota <laughs> because i'm not here to fucking play against siri i'm here to play against you put down the fucking phone yeah. um yeah I'm also changing my name to Uranium Siri Heart right now, but find me on Steam. And oh, now everyone has Dota Picker built in? They don't, though. What? I, I, I agree. I, I don't really like that part of it being so integrated into the game. You know, if people want to do that, that's fine. And if they want to be advised by that, I think that's that's not necessarily bad, but... With great power, with great information comes great misinterpretation. Mm. And I don't like people who blindly follow that. Yeah, hold on. Uranium, Siri, Heart. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I I don't quite like the level of, we're going to provide you all this information 
that basically points towards one item, even though, hey, you can look up the win rate for rapier, and that doesn't mean that you ha- you buy rapier and you win that mm-hmm. amount, right? That's like just basic caus- causation and correlation shit. And I, I worry that that will shift the way the game is actually played if enough people follow it, which I could mm-hmm. see being a thing. It makes yeah. me a little unhappy. Like, I don't know. May, is it better or worse than Torta Delini or just some random person putting up a guide that gets subscribed to the most? Whatever. And that's works. that's the question, right? Like in a world where like we're we're Dota Puff, Dota, Dota Puff. Dota, uh, I'm going to DotaPuff.com. Where Dota Buff, uh, like, is it gold or plus? <gasps> I forget. It's available. Uh, uh, gold. Dota Buff. Plus. Dota Buff. Remember. Dota Buff Plus. In a world where Dota Buff Plus exists, like, what is actually the harm of normal Dota Plus? If it, it, which yeah. is basically like it's it's some more stuff, but it's mostly tools that exist elsewhere just being built into the game. It's resources we already kind of had. It's just people didn't use them this way. They weren't as easily accessible. But they're still. I mean, like, they're there. But mm-hmm. also. By that same argument, shouldn't they add in like scripting because there are people who have scripts? Like, I don't. That's a, that's some maybe that's faulty probably logic. Bridge too far, but yeah, for me at least, it's more like I don't like that. Like I've looked at Dota buff and stuff in the AD two L. Like we we Dota buff other people, and I like to see my own trends and stuff. It's very cool to like see your trends trend upward for GPM and XPM and stuff over the years I've played, but. To see, like, items and build decisions and hero picks be so integrated into the game. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but I do... I don't think I like how it will affect the game in mm-hmm. some in some way. It'll be in some measurable way, because enough people will have Dota Plus. Well, and, like, you worry about how it's gonna, like... Okay, so there was... Um, Folks, this was a while ago. I don't... This was a while ago. But there was a point in the meta where I felt like, as a Windranger offlane, your best option was Tranquil Boots. It was very brief. Um, And no one agreed with me, right? (laughs) I don't think anyone tried it, so I don't know how they were able to disagree with me. But, um... So I had this idea, and, like... It worked for me, right? And I wonder, like, first off, I wonder if, if that happened today, I would just see the numbers and it's like, oh, 17%. Okay, I guess I shouldn't bother. And not even try it. But also, on the other hand, I wonder how many, like, like, oh, that's just the way I play things I do that are legitimately harming my game, right? Like, I haven't grown that much, and that's partially because, well, in fact, I think that's mostly because I just don't play that much Dota anymore. I'm just busy. Um, I wish I had time to play more. But also, like, I wonder if it turns out I have a lot of bad habits as, let's just check, pick a random example and say Enchantress, um, that are, like, killing me from getting better, from winning games. And I just, like, no, this is the way I play Enchantress. And if I look at Plus Assistant, it's going to be like, fucking knock it off. <laughs> Your brown boots rush li- is very I, I cute. I like it Don't for that. Do it. I do. But there's... This is just like a game of percentages, but it will, I feel like, stifle some creativity for mm-hmm. people who are less familiar with the game. And in, in the same way, it will also curb the 
like fragrant, uh, fragrant, fragrant, <laughs> fragrant, <laughs> fragrant misuse of items in Dota 2. Oh, God, that's that shit stinks. <laughs> oh, oh, dang flagrant oh, misuse oh. of items, like you know, the Rubik rushing Midas every game. Guess what? That's not the thing that you should be doing every game. Situationally, mm-hmm. yeah, that will actually win you the game sometimes, or you know, improve your win, per- your win likelihood percentage. But sometimes it's just fragrantly shit, so. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. And I just, yeah. It does feel weird to have that little voice in the front of your head now saying, oh, look at this item that, you know, has this X percent win rate mm-hmm. or X percent of people pick. Because I'm sure that the, you know, the algorithms are more smart than just pure win rate. But also, like, you wonder, like, how easy is it, is it to misinterpret that data, right? Yeah. Like, I have seen people who didn't know that Greaves had a purge on them. Mm-hmm. And like, I could you know if that if it's not explaining if it's not explaining why it's recommending items and you're like it tells me I need to like we're fighting against a silencer and it tells me I should build greaves and it's like I guess <laughs> the healing's really important and it's like if you're not realizing you can purge off global silence with that like see that's why I not I use most of Tort's guides mm-hmm. like I'm at this point like three to four, three between three and four k I can make non totally normal item decisions somewhat accurately and like skill build decisions because <laughs> rubik r.i.p but i like the stimulus of see like hovering over things and seeing torch stimulating me right there saying like oh look i like it for this thing he's saying you know you get this for x or he doesn't even say like you should get this sometimes it's like if this is happening you want to get this. And I'm like, hmm, you know, I think I actually do want that. Or actually, you know, I think about that, but maybe this thing would be better. Mm-hmm. I like seeing his, like, recommendation, and then I hover over it, and I take a sec to think. And then sometimes I choose the opposite thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. I don't, I don't just want to see the, the highlight. Here's, here's an idea, Nick. Here's a thing we should add to, to Dota Plus Assistant. What if... Uh, in addition to giving you, like, percentages as far as, like, popularity and win rate, it also gave you a percentage of the odds of it stifling your creativity. <laughs> that would be perfect. Can we get five percentages just over the item? That'd be great. Yeah, just... Can, if we can still see the icon, then you're doing a bad job. Exactly. Is it the mana cost? Is it the win percentage? Is it how many people upvoted it on Reddit, the, the like-dislike ratio on Reddit right now? It's currently its ratio of uh, Reddit trending to percentage of maximum mana. Oh, I like that. That's so. that's something I can get behind. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. I'm coming to this conclusion now. I'm. I don't like it being I don't, in in game. I don't want to come to a conclusion until I play more games with it. But it makes me nervous. It does. On we the other hand, also lo- haven't mentioned though that this is behind a paywall. Yeah, that's true. Which I mean, I, I think we mentioned I it briefly, really but don't like. I I, I don't mm. think it's like oh, it's pay to win, blah 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 blah. But I do really hate that there's this really cool like for some of this like here um, like the tracking your stats and stuff. And there's also this more stuff in game where you can see like second by second damage breakdowns of what happens when people die. And that's that seems like a, a lot of information in game, and that's cool. And I really don't like that that is behind a paywall. That feels really shitty to me. Hmm. Not even like necessarily, you know, pay to win argument aside. I think it it kind of definitely is for lower skill levels, pay to advantage, which 
it makes me kind of sad, but also just pay to like to access more of the game. I, I mean, don't, I don't like it if, at all. I I think of it. I mean, I honestly think of it like Dota Buff Plus, right? I think mm-hmm. of it like Dota Buff Plus has been rolled into Dota, and it's just like if if there was a separate app, if if Valve also sold you Dota plus assistant as a separate game you could download and run while playing <laughs> dota would that be okay i think i like i don't i would like everyone to have everything for free i am a socialist hi <laughs> internet it's me i'm a left socialist but i don't think i'm gonna get that world and i think in the one that we have i don't i don't feel that bad about this one no no you were talking was it i don't even remember what where if it was on our Slack, if it was on the podcast, how Dota is like the only esport that's truly free to play mm-hmm. in the true like accessible sense, and that like you can become completely pro without paying anything for the most part. I don't, and, and I, I don't know if that's still, quite true, but <laughs> well, and I I don't think that's changed. I think Dota Dota Plus provides a service that. You can, for the most part, get elsewhere. You can use Dota Picker. You can use, um, what's the one I always forget? Uh, Open Dota. You can use these free services to get most of the same information. And I think there's a convenience factor of I think having that at your fingertips. For certain information things, you are right. But so you're you're playing with Emily, right? She hasn't been sure. playing much Dota in a while. Mm-hmm. There's a new, there's two new heroes out. She sees Dark Willow on the other team. Like, oh, that's cool. I wonder what she does. And then, surprise, she gets fucking blown up because Dark Willow buys a veil and gets levels and then can just press D on a solo hero and kill them, basically. And then mm-hmm. she's like, okay, what the fuck just happened? You could see second-by-second breakdown of the skills she used. You can hover over. You can see their descriptions. You can see how much damage it did. You can see, holy shit. Her bedlam did so much fucking damage to me. That's crazy. Uh, this thing stunned me. Yada yada. This thing stunned me after this many seconds. Don't you want to have like lower MMR people be able to have that and see? Because I mean, you can't they can really see that. They can. You can't. I mean, like you can for, go to Open all, Dota and do it. Well, okay. So first of all, what I was going to say is there's no MMR cap on when you can buy this. Um, yeah. But like. Yeah, but I mean, like, but why? Mm. If you're like getting into the game and you're lower MMR because you haven't played the game much, right? Because you don't honestly. Understand I think the game if you're getting much. into the game, this is information overload. I think this will make you worse. But also, why would you buy it? Why would you buy this thing if you're well, just because, getting into the game? Well, for two reasons. One, you're like you're a you're a day nine, right? You're a person <laughs> who has played other games seriously and goes into Dota like I'm gonna destroy Dota. Dota will kneel at my feet. Uh, I, that's that's I my think day that's nine a special voice. case. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think I think as far as being a pro, but I don't think it's a special case where there are people who like played a lot of League and then transfer over to Dota. There are people who come into Dota being like, "Let's fucking go." I don't think that's many people. Really? What, what video games do you go into saying, let's fucking go? I'm going to fucking Every fighting trash. game ever. I'm going to fucking okay, kill well, you. you. I'm going to stab games. you with a knife. Oh, I let's love fighting Let's play this latest games. anime bullshit. Whatever. Like, O'Neal. You playing Under or something? Night I don't even know what that EXE is. Late. You're just, you're talking about. <laughs> yep. You're like, ah, oh, let's fucking go. Get in here. 
our friends from Slack. That's not how most people play. Yeah, definitely. That's not how most people would come into a game. You like, I'm, what did I just start? I started playing Neo. Well, I I did have to buy that game. Perhaps this is a bad comparison. No, it's not actually for a, a free to play game. I don't think it is. You, you come into the game and you try it out and you see if it's fun and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think Dota's not for everybody. Not everybody's going to find it fun. And that's, you know, unfortunate. But it's also kind of a core part of the complexity of the game. But to, like, have this feature, if everybody had it, it... Yeah, my feeling is if everybody had it, that would be great. And this would be a great yeah. quality of life thing to, like, help explain the game. And even for, you know, higher MMR people, you'd be like, actually, what the fuck just happened? And you can see the death summary and see the total damage done, but you don't know where that came from. You don't know what spells you were hit with, necessarily. I think it's for mid to high. I don't think it's for low. <sighs> I think if you're, I, really oh, I think if, I think if you're a one k player or let, oh no, let's pick let's pick a five let's pick a five hundred right. Let's <laughs> say you're a five hundred MMR player, and you just see it barraging you with information like dota is already a game that has so much for you to keep track of so much information and then you get the added layer of like constantly shifting statistics and analysis on top of it you go crazy i'm specifically talking about the death summary there's some some other stuff okay okay, the death yeah actually you know what the death summary should be free to everyone the death summary i i feel it you you are just right on that one you are just right on that one for the, for um, this other stuff that's basically Dota buff gold plus open Dota gold plus whatever I don't even know if open Dota actually has a paid one I think they do I in like the comparative analytics and stuff I think that's that's fine to have it behind you know have it be some sort of subscription or purchase that's that's totally fine but the in-game features for a lot of this stuff one, I, I don't know how much I actually like the item recommendation stuff. We'll have to see when I play. But the death mm-hmm. summary especially, this, yeah. it's ridiculous that that's not that's, just a cool, great quality of life update. That would and I mean, like, it was, it was this week that we played a game and we ended up, the game ended in a base race. And you you went in and your bear, you were playing Lone Druid, <laughs> and your bear just couldn't kill anyone. And you like it the game the game ended and and we were both sitting there f- trying to figure out what happened because yep. it was like it doesn't look like it's hard to tell there are a lot of particle effects flying around it doesn't seem like your bear is getting like cc'd but it also doesn't seem like your bear is getting any attacks off like yeah. w- and you had an ag so it definitely wasn't a distance thing it's like what's going on yeah and there was no like you know, death thing to pop up and tell us like, okay, well for this percentage of the time you were stunned for this pent, you were feared. There was nothing yeah. like that. And like that probably wouldn't work. The death summary probably doesn't work on the bear, but that's kind of irrelevant. It's just like generally in team fights, especially like I've, I think probably all of us have been in that situation where like, especially at the end of the game, you have these big climactic final fights. And so you, you know, got the adrenaline going through you or something. You're just like more hyped or unfocused, right? More shit is mm-hmm. happening. You might be a little more jittery. And then you're like, actually, what just happened some of the time? Even if you, you, know, yeah. you completely understand all the mechanics in the game, but when there's 20 spells being flung around, you're like, actually, what just happened? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. That can be kind of frustrating. So it would be good to see. To, at least it would be good to be able to see this if you wanted to, to see it. Yeah. No, I think, I think you're right. Um, I think maybe I'm just pissed about the death summary being behind this. Everything else I'm fine with, actually. 
Yeah, no, you're right. I, I didn't. I, at first, I didn't realize we were just talking about the death summary, and if we are, neither did I. <laughs> I can't. I can't disagree. Yeah. I, it's nice that this is the only thing that Valve's been up to, and now we're basically free to end the episode. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing perfect. else to talk about. Perfect. Oh wait. Uh, uh, when when was uh, Artifact? March six. March eighth yeah, was March 8th. the um, yeah was the reveal of the reveal. The reveal of the reveal. It it was their like press day. They had an mm-hmm. event at Valve in Seattle, Seattle-ish Bellevue, wherever, and they invited quote unquote press. <laughs> and the way they announced this was Wickram, who normally does the only you know sort of Dota announcements there are for the most part. But it was Wickram, Wickram. Tweeting, like, artifact was revealed to the press today. They will be writing articles in the coming days. <laughs> it was, it like, was such a weird... It was such no, a... it, yeah, it said specifically, like, look for their articles to come out to hear more. Mm-hmm. Directly go to their websites to hear more. It's, it's clearly like the phrasing of a person who's used to being like, and here is the page for that, who has been told, like, you need to not take their spotlight. Press outlets are not going to work with outlet. us if we steal their shit. It's like, okay, so, like, instead of just posting, you know, the link to dota2.com slash 687, the saying, like, <laughs> and there will be articles. Bye. Go to, <laughs> go to Gamer and more. Yeah. Look mm. for Reddit. Look at the Reddit to see what happens with the patch. Yeah. Which was, wow. It was just the most Valve thing ever. They've reached their final form in terms of publicity. Oh, no. Well, we'll talk about their final form in a fucking minute here. (laughs) Fair enough. So we know now that it's slated for late 2018. We knew it was just generally 2018, so it's late 2018. Press and insiders have some sort of closed beta access right now until the reveal, from what we understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We know it's not going to be free. It's not free to play. They're going to have a marketplace that's going to be an actual trading card game. We don't quite know what that is. And I added the the Artifact subreddit to my Reddit feed. And I've been seeing people just blow up with all sorts of assumptions. But we don't really know anything yet. Gabe did talk about trying to keep value of cards over a long time. Which was an interesting thing to do. Because that's not Mm -hmm. really a thing in virtual card games. I don't know any kind of trading card games but i know it's definitely not a thing in virtual trading card games uh and they announced a one million dollar prize pool in 2019 a a prize pool tournament in 2019 the other international yes (laughs) the arda national inter no the antarctic artifactic and they hold it in antarctica um so yeah it's it looks like it's going to be this, like, it's it's the layout of the board simulates a Dota match, where it's like there are three boards, which are the lanes, and creeps will automatically spawn, and you have heroes that you play into the lanes, and they die and respawn, and there's a purchasing phase where you buy items, and... It was, it seems like it's safe to assume that it will be some sort of deep strategic experience sure it's like got mechanics it was designed by the designer of magic the gathering and some other cool games apparently so hopefully he knows what he's doing i would imagine the screenshots i've seen look confusing the ui and layout seems i mean it's probably not final 
but like it seemed a little there's a lot cluttered. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I mean the the concept sounds really cool to me. Oh, we also know it's going to be on uh, mobile. Oh yeah. Yeah. It will uh, be coming in 2019. Later. Yeah. Yeah. But they're finally going to use one of the things they supposedly built Source 2 for, mobile stuff for mm-hmm. mobile things. But one of the big things that has me excited, since, like, we don't know, like, listen, I'm not going to get excited for a game before I see some proper gameplay of it. Screenshots yeah. aren't going to cut it. So I, I am holding off judgment on how it plays. The thing that I can legitimately get excited for is it seems like they're using it to sort of, like, tease out and reveal new heroes before they're added to Dota. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have three of those uh, that have been revealed so far. We have uh, Sorla Khan, uh, much teased in newer voice work. We have uh, Kana, who has some really fucking, like, that's some good looking art. Just like, <laughs> like neon, like dark black, like dark gray and like pinks and like, like cyan, like demon looking thing with yeah. horns. And we don't know um, much about her besides, I think, like, one Jug voice line saying, talking to somebody about Kana's return or something. We don't yeah. know. And then there's there's Rix, who... Who is a, he's a dog with a sword. Yeah, he's just like, it's like, oh... A dog raided, head man, excuse me. Like, honestly, it looks like, like oh, you raided the vaults of, like, a D&D handbook. <laughs> And just yeah. plucked out this image. It's like, got a he wolf just... head, and he's got some sweet pecs. Yeah, and, and he looks unhappy. And a scimitar. <laughs> yeah, vaguely just... startling. Yeah, uh, Sorla and Kana much more interesting to me. Um, yeah. but Sorla you know... Khan, you know, Lady Axe. Yes, well, better than Lady Axe, better, apparently. Yes. So, I mean, like the the people who reference her in in voice lines are like, man, I met Sorla, and then I met Axe, and Axe is a bitch in comparison. <laughs> like, maybe maybe Silicon will have a higher IQ. You know? Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Not to throw um, shade at Axe, but you can throw shade at Axe. It's fine. He won't know. He's kind of <laughs> stupid. He wouldn't figure it out. Um, and yeah, it's not gonna be a free to play game. Mm-hmm. It will. Probably be pay for cards, but you're going to have to pay to get in the door too. Well, it's almost the same thing, but yeah. What do you mean? Like, if you're paying to get in, then you're not just going to pay to get into an empty shell. It'll probably give you no. But I mean, like, I think they'll probably sell you booster packs and stuff too. Yeah, we don't quite know what that means, so I don't know quite how to feel about it. I I think I'm, I'm kind of glad it's not free to play. Because that suggests better business practices. Not that you know Valve's one to do that. Well, I don't know. They just started a subscription service, Dota Plus. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Which, by the way, it should be mentioned. Um, I think Dota Plus is a lot more like consumer friendly than the Battle Pass system actually was. Uh, I guess way less. It's way less focused on baiting you into buying extra points for more and more and more money. You buy Dota Plus, and that's it. You're in. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's. I mean, I, I agree with you predatory. there. I don't like scu- subscription services generally compared to more discreet things. I can oh, appreciate. I, like, I think that's. I think that's a. I think that's a fair criticism, and that's a fair fair thing to not like. But I think, as far as just like how friendly it is to the consumer, I think it's it's in in terms of friendly. like there isn't just a, a money hole, right? 
right. with like a sparkly money hole. Yeah, that's probably good that there's not some hole that people can throw their money down for sparkles. It's probably a healthy thing. However, I meant to bring this up when you were talking. I'm glad you we circled back around accidentally. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt the artifacts train. But subscription services generally I'm depending on like the the type of thing. I'm not really a fan of like Adobe Creative Cloud. I don't really like that it's a subscription-based thing. I totally mm-hmm. understand why people do it, especially like the trend in softwares to do it that way. That's fine, but then you never really own the software. That's not as much of a big deal like for Dota 2. That's irrelevant. Yeah, pretty much irrelevant. I don't really like that trend generally, but it's probably going to be the way everything goes. That's, you know, that's what it is, whatever. However, this means that Valve is supposedly promising to around the clock around like around mm-hmm. the calendar consistently maintain this thing with yeah. cosmetics and quests and shit and like wh- what company is this that's not going to happen right right and like and like if <laughs> it's going to be 3, three months and then yeah if you're paying your monthly subscription and it's like oh like they didn't put out any new challenges or any new sets this month like what everybody like, will be you know complain on reddit can you sue? <laughs> no. I have, is that my, uh, is it I false wonder. advertising? Uh, I wonder. I'm sure somebody's tried to sue for that stuff before. Well, I'm sure someone will try again. Indeed. However, yeah. It, I'm, uh, that's what I said. Like, I, I got it for now, and I'm sure lots and lots of people will buy it for a month or whatever. You can get it for an extended time for a little bit of a discount and stuff. But, like, what... What new stuff will they entice you with to keep you there besides the analytics that I could just get elsewhere? New I don't know. Maybe I'll cards. get addicted to them. <laughs> every week or every month you get a bonus pack. Sure. There you go. That's it. And that must be it. That's the business model. That's how they get you into Dota. I, I, I'm, I'm so curious to see how this thing turns out. It's such a strange. Yeah. I like discrete mm. things too because they can change and they can be different more easily. Mm-hmm. I, it's impossible to do for the most part with the current DPC circuit, though. It, no, finally, finally, I overused it. The, the current Dota Pro circuit. I get it because you can't release a compendium for every major. Majors are less special; they're not really the same thing as the quarterly Valve majors. I get that. That's fine. It feels a little less premium, but it's probably better for the scene. However, I you know, I mean, we still have seasonal terrain, but I liked having. I don't know, a separate discrete thing. They could do different stuff with it. Like they introduced quests. They didn't mm-hmm. used to have that. I don't really use the player predictions that much. I don't know. Maybe I don't actually yeah. care that much, but I liked well, having maybe, separate, you know, guaranteed chests and stuff. If I were them, I would still sell a compendium for the international. I mean, they have to, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. like a, a semi-weird double dipping thing. Maybe they're going to hurt their price pool with that i don't know i don't know if people are already they already see an actual number regardless of if they would have spent more or not they already see they're already paying for something so Mm -hmm. then if they have to buy a compendium again maybe they won't like that maybe the compendium will just like give you shards or something i don't know but they have to to crowdfund their prize pool right unless they're trying to give up on that while they're ahead which i highly doubt because that's just a huge fucking cash cow there's no way yeah it's it's impossible to say right now. Yeah. But back to Artifact anyways, yeah. Mm. We don't know 
exactly what the business model would be, but you will have to buy cards. But you will also be able to like sell them and trade them around. Which do you think there'll be a captain's mode? Do you think like like <laughs> when you're playing like the real artifact, you'll be like drafting your hero deck? I don't know. We don't quite know if there's going to be multiple game modes, but people have talked about. Oh well, I've seen people who apparently played other card games talk about these cool alternate modes you could have, like you could have two v two and stuff. <laughs> Ability draft. heroes do have abilities in their cards or something i don't know how you use them but yeah Mm. so we'll see in terms of that that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but it does mean we got you know a new influx of all this wonderful art you were saying the art is weird i hope everybody have seen the picture of death prophet fighting some sort of man version of lion his his legs are too big it's disturbing his legs are a little too big in that picture. It's true. He he, he doesn't look <laughs> like the stumpy manly. little gremlin. It's disturbing. He's just like a gen, uh, generalized D and D. I don't know. There's so thing. much that it, like Dota has never looked more D and D than all this artifact art. It is just very hard fantasy now. Yes, mm-hmm. and a lot of this art. However, yeah. I, you see, I put this on the notes. There is a what is it called? Day at the track, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, oh, and the link has died. One second. Day at the track by Jihoon Lee, and it's a courier racing. That's pretty good. Yeah, there's some reference to that in the uh, in the lines already. Actually, um, I think uh, Pangolier has a line about how bounty hunter cheats when he bets on the courier races because then he goes and kills the couriers because <laughs> he's bounty hunter, which is wow. great. That is actually um, great. But there, there are some weird, I guess you would call them inconsistencies. They're just things that are a little off-putting about a lot of this art. Like, so on the, the donkey racing one, look at Lena. What, what's going on with her face? Huh. She's got, like, her arm over Meepo and one of Troll's horns or something. Her leg, I don't know. And it's then her face look. just looks not like Lena's face. I don't know. It looks weird for some reason. Uh, you know, when you have when you have other artists, like I think I think it's I think you can hand wave it. I mean, like when you have other artists tackling, I guess, but something that has a single a consistent look. Just have a reference. I mean, but I'm sure artists you don't, use but them. you don't want like. I don't think it should be the goal, especially with like tr- like card games have a have a really like strong history of various artists doing their like their take on a thing. You don't want everyone to be like, oh, like this is what Wind Ranger looks like. You will never change the shape of her face. Like, no, that's not interesting. Uh, I don't think what you described is interesting. You're you're go you're. For like a, an original card game, I comp- I would definitely agree. But if you're doing something in the universe, do you really think that Lena's face here being weird or like Lion being a grown up, you know, he's gone through the ocarina of time or whatever, is interesting? It's just I mean, the, to me the Lena's, I know the Lena's the face just looks the Lena's face just looks bad. Yes, the Lena's face looks like like just you know. Some fucking like Twitch, like it should be like. It does actually. Mode. That's it looks like a Twitch. Um, but like the the lion one, um, I know. I think it's kind of interesting. Okay, I mean it's just off putting to me, not in like a ew, but in like a oh something's not right here because I know what this should look like, quote unquote. 
Well, and we'll have to see how it how it turns out. But like, I mean, if if okay, if they all look like this, if they're all this like like yeah, D and D fourth edition slightly off, then that's not interesting to me. But if you get some that are like like if you get a variety of art styles, if you get some people doing like chiaroscuro shading and shit, if you see people doing like legitimately different art styles, I'm down for it. But just not following the reference. In terms of getting the character wrong, I think is stupid. Hmm. I think it's it's more compelling to have a consistent, like uh, sort yeah, consistent source material that you pull hmm. from, and then be consistent, and then you build up the character from their look. You can have different art styles, absolutely, but don't have Lena's face be a twitchy mode. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. like bounty that's here. Fair. Am Am is accurate. I can see like half of his face, and he seems very accurate. I can because I know the source material, right? I play Am a lot. I see his hand that has a purple glove on. I see his stupid little mohawk thing. I see half of his face, and I see his collar, like a tiny bit of his collar. And bam, I instantly recognize that as Am. In the background, you can see Axe because there's a guy who has a red face and has like black hair and a tiny bit of a shoulder. Bam, that's Axe. Mm-hmm. I can see yeah. the donkey. It looks like the Dota 2 donkey. We've probably spent far too long talking about how the minutiae are wrong on uh, the art for artifacts so far. But, yeah. Let's talk about some big picture stuff then. Oh, boy. Because uh, Gabe Newell says that Artifact is the start of Valve shipping actual games again. He, he says this. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am cautiously optimistic. I mean, I think I've said before, I am the the probably major Valve fan here. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Boy, it's a big contest. I just I love Valve so much. <laughs> I have no no ill will towards Valve at all. Yes, yes, yes. Part of this media day consisted of people actually taking media of Gabe speaking. There's a presentation he did. There's this 20-minute video of it I found very interesting. He was talking about what they were doing on Artifact and what they've Valve generally has been doing. There's this Game Informer article I read with was kind of like an interview with him or like a summary of what he said about stuff there. And basically since 2011, I think we had this realization on the podcast a while ago, I was like, since 2011, Valve has not released, like, a new game. And I was like, wait, really? Shit, you're right. Portal 2, 2011. And I think that's a shame because I can appreciate what Valve can do, like, the resources they have. Uh, I think they're basically the, the NA Nintendo, or as close as we get to the NA Nintendo. And that's perhaps a little bit of a stupid comparison. I don't know. Because Valve is very much, like, they're culture or their attitude behind things is very much like an american western thing it's not as much like japanese as nintendo is but they're both willing to well they both have the capital they both have the talent to just strike out and try to do creative things Mm -hmm. like the wii you know nintendo's big claim to fame they're very innovative wii console evolve you know the half-life games that was huge somewhat revolutionary right Dota 2 is pretty big. I can appreciate what they can do. And so I, I, you know, I'm hopeful that they can do more. And we know they've been working on VR stuff for a while, like the HTC Vive, that's partnership with Valve. And we know they've been working on improvements to that hardware. But this interview that uh, Game Informer has, or, you know, summary or whatever, says that 
basically they Gabe and you know he's not necessarily the head of Valve, but he's you know the face of it for all intents and purposes. He says that they they saw what kind of uh, Facebook was doing because they got Oculus right, and they see this VR technology and they were spooked because they thought Facebook was basically going to make the Apple of VR, meaning this like closed insular ecosystem. And Valve, or at least, you know, Gabe, most of the people there are big on the openness of the PC as a platform and stuff. So they wanted to heavily invest in VR. And so supposedly they've just been spinning and spinning on VR hardware, just general gaming hardware. He says five years ago, they didn't really have the engineering infrastructure to create hardware. And he claims that they now have like a full engineering development chain for hardware electrical engineers. And I'm probably talking about it too much because, hey, I'm almost a a degreed electrical engineer and I find this stuff interesting. But I also think it's cool if a company can make their own hardware and stuff. Like I appreciate what Nintendo does. That's really cool. Um, So I think it's interesting you keep comparing it to Nintendo. I I was sparked off because Gabe kind of... He mentioned Nintendo, like, we really like what Nintendo can do and stuff with their riskiness and the fact that they can develop hardware alongside with software. Uh-huh. No, I agree. Uh, I'm going to make some mind. comparisons to Nintendo now. Okay. Since Portal 2 in 2011, Nintendo has released the Wii Mini, the Wii, the Nintendo Switch, four versions of the 3DS. They have released, I don't know how many games they've released, new IP. They've done shit. Where the fuck have you been, Valve? <laughs> You are Valve not is a Nintendo. small indie company. You are not Nintendo. You will never be Nintendo. They're, that's that's not necessary. <laughs> the scale of the companies is you is very different. Even, I could you can't even compare. Like it's it's fine. They don't need to necessarily make excuses, but that comparison does not make any sense. That comparison is purely to flatter themselves. They are not Nintendo. I don't know if he actually made the comparison. I think he was saying, like, he admires, they admire what Nintendo can do. I will but make But decided not to take any notes. I will make Got the comparison. It. I mean, Val, what, uh, from, da, 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 from IGN, in 2017, apparently their market value, Nintendo's, was $50 billion. Mm-hmm. Valve has a no, lot sure. of money, but they're not a $50 billion. And they don't want to be a huge corporation. Well, okay. That's fair. They still haven't put out a proper new game. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's crazy. And, and like, I think you can, I mean, we, we talk about it as like all their, their writer staff just leaves. Right. The famous like writer staff is gone. They're making this shift to like, okay, it's time to start putting out games. All the people who made the cool things are gone. I had almost given up. Like, I think we've talked about, we've talked about this before, obviously. I was, I, you know sad might not be the right word but more like uh defeated and uh, i guess i'll never get to see another cool amazing thing from valve when we talked about their final writing staff leaving and then i guess the other thing i want to push on is them talking so they've got the three vr the full vr games right and they're they're all in on vr i fucking hate vr I hate VR. Like I I know that other people don't and I'm not I don't want to take it away from you. If you like 
This is not a situation where one of us has to win and one of us has to lose, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can have your VR stuff, and that can be over there, and that can be cool, and I can be happy for you. But, like, it's like, Valve's back, we're making VR games. Then you're not fucking back. <laughs> then you're, like... We ah. don't know exactly what they're making, but for a few years now, we've known that they're, quote-unquote, working on three full, like, big VR games. Nick, have you have you played anything in VR? I have, I do not own anything VR, but I have played, uh, what was it called? Maybe Windrunners. Oh, this is an unintentional Dota reference. Windrunners. It was basically, you were Spider-Man on this cell-shaded jungle desert area. You had like, basically you could shoot limited distance webs from like your hands and stuff right Mm -hmm. so i played i think had the oculus rift version one i played this on and i played it on like an xbox 360 controller and it was so fucking cool and it gave me fucking vertigo and stuff like that from like jumping and swinging around and i was like holy shit this is actually really cool excellent i'm glad you had a good time uh i tried vr and i didn't give a shit and like (laughs) no it just uh, I played a couple of different things. I played at a I played at a convention, and they had sort of like a whole array of like various demo things. It was just mm-hmm. like, this is all fine, I guess, but like, people talk about the dream. They talk about the VR dream of getting <laughs> lost in a digital space, and like, oh, and that just sounds awful to me. I don't want to get lost in a digital space. No. I want to look down and check my phone. I don't want to like. I don't want to forget the world. I don't want to forget the artifice. That isn't a goal for me. Well, I, I find that I find it hard to believe that it is not a uh, a difference in descriptions. You love narrative games, no? Yeah, but I don't love them because I forget that the real world exists. I love them when because I think you sit they... down and curl up with a good book and get mm-hmm. into it. You don't forget that the world exists, but you do stop thinking about the world for a while no right like when you engage with a piece of media i appreciate the artifice of it like that's like the goal of vr to to like take away layers of separation is not a goal that i like that i appreciate i Hmm. don't want layers of separation removed i really value the separation that is very weird we should probably we'll have to talk about this offline probably at some point huh I just, I just, like, I really, like, I like being immersed in in the game. I I think it can make you, I mean, everything that immersion does for any sort of story. I mean, I I can imagine playing Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock Infinite was the first game I ever played. Here we go get our Bioshock discussion. Bioshock Infinite was the first game I played on my 1440p, 144 hertz monitor when I, changed from a laptop to like i built a gaming pc and it was just it was awesome it was not just like a technical marvel like like holy shit look at all these pixels wow i have so much power it was like wow this thing looks you know my lizard or my human monkey brain thinks this is a beautiful thing and i enjoy the characters that have been created in this digital video game experience so i have um, I think like a, a 40 inch HDTV, right? Mm-hmm. It might be smaller than that, actually. Um, and when I got it, I set it up, um, like in it's sort of in my closet, and I would sit down on my bed, which was about six feet away, to play. And it was the biggest. It's the biggest TV I've ever owned. Um, 
it was the first HDTV that I bought and didn't just use someone else's. And sort of the, the like, the game, you know, like, filled my vision. Like, I could see the edges of the screen. It wasn't like I couldn't see everything. But it was like the game was just there, right? Mm-hmm. I don't play on my bed anymore. I play on my desk on the other side of the bed so that there's another four or five feet so that I can see all of the closet and all of the artifice and be reminded. Maybe I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> very, very interesting to me. I just find it really I mean, like if you're watching valuable movie, and reassuring. Hmm. I don't want it to fill my vision. I don't like when I this watch is very um, interesting. You, when I watch a video on YouTube, mm-hmm. I make it bigger. I go it in theater mode. I never full screen it. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Well, I don't do that as much just because I'm probably like browsing something else at the same time. But, like, if I'm actually watching watching a video, yeah, I like to full screen it. This is very, very weird and interesting to me. Hmm. Huh. Like, I have reservations about VR's capability to become, like, a big thing. And I think some people are drinking the Kool-Aid a little too much. More just like, you know, they're out of touch with reality. Or maybe they're visionaries. Who's to say? It's basically impossible to know a lot of the time. Because, like, what, you know, I mean, where's Google Glass right now, right? I think putting something on your head as a form of experience instead of looking at a monitor or looking at a TV, like sitting on a couch playing a video game, watching a TV versus sitting on your couch with your, you know, your insulative box around your head. It's a little weird. I don't know how I feel about that. And I definitely don't think that would become like a mainstream thing in the short term. Mm hmm. And I think people who think it would become like, oh, this is going to be the next hotness, I think they're out of touch. And I don't think, from what Gabe was talking about, I don't think they think that either, which I think is good. And because he talked about how, you know, VR is somewhat prohibitively expensive right now for most people, right? Like the Vive, I think, is 700 bucks or something. And I'm not going to buy that yet. <laughs> Maybe yeah. when I have a job or something. And if I think it's really cool, I would, like, you know, get that because it's basically an expensive console. It's just not... You know, it doesn't seem worth it to me right now, but I'm willing to, like, I can see the promise there, but I don't know if everybody will. And they're they're focused on making the content for the thing instead of trying to make the thing cheaper. Because even if you make the thing cheaper, if there's no draw, this is what he was talking about in the presentation. If you make the, the VR cheaper, right, more people won't come to VR relatively. You have to actually make things that matter on VR because who's actually made a full game that works in vr that you know of right that's an actual full game and not just a yeah. demo because there's fucking hundreds of thousands you know, exaggeration of demos cool vr demos and it's like this is great can somebody Check actually fucking do something gallery. yeah like here's links crossbow training in vr oh that's great i really why would i spend 700 dollars on this but i can Man, remember links crossbow training no i never bought it ah uh, it was okay it doesn't seem appealing to me as just like kind of a demo thing I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. I, I'm kind of surprised at how much training he needed with a crossbow, though. It's kind of just like a gun. I mean, it's like arrows. an easier bow, right? Yeah. Somebody's going to write in, and they're some sort of expert crossbowman. Listen, yeah. I know. I already know about winding to increase the tension. I already know about like different types. I know about like like repeater cross. You don't need to tell me. I know. We need I just a think hero he probably could have figured out a little faster. Probably. We do. We do. Um. Cannot fucking remember what I was talking about. <laughs> but, <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yes, basically. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know. I see the capability that VR could bring. And so I'm, and I think Valve, somebody who's willing to just sit there and spin and burn money on these expensive ass employees they have who will just work on stuff. I can see the promise that that would have because I could see the promise of immersion that VR could bring from the like one or two times I played on an Oculus, Hmm. an Oculus one. Yeah. So if you make, okay, here's, here's a question. If you are Valve and you make a full VR game and you're like, this game is incredible, right? Like, we did it. We made the killer VR app that's going to blow everyone's mind, right? Mm -hmm. And you made it from scratch and it's like, it's not related to any of your other IP. Do you just call it Half-Life 3? (laughs) No. no? Why not? (laughs) Because, Because people would be angry? Would they? I don't know. Uh, yes, they'll be angry no matter what. Well, There's you just release no... something completely unrelated and you call it Half-Life 3? It's a very artistic choice. Oh, it's symbolic. If it's good. The, if the, it's true, good. the true Half-Life sequel was in us all along. No? Just, Half-Life just 3 is the friends we made along the way. Oh, wow. That's great. Half-Life <laughs> 3, the true friends, are the writers who left us because they were tired of our bullshit. Yes. Are we a Valve podcast? <laughs> I feel. I mean, we're a Dota we just talked podcast. about VR for a while, but yeah. yes, I'm excited for Valve. You know, excuse our side tangent if you couldn't give a shit. But I, I see the promise that a company that is willing—that's not like a huge corporate structure—that is willing to sit there and spin and spin and spin and burn money for the sake of creating a good game. I think that's a very valuable thing. I like that aspect of Valve being a quote-unquote small indie company. You know. I like that aspect, even though it it has downsides for sure. The thing I've realized is that I actually don't like Valve that much. I see. Um, and, and, and so it's like, I don't mind that they're spending all their time on VR. Like, before it was like, man, I'm so mad I'm not getting a Half-Life 3, and I'm so mad there's no Left 4 Dead 3, and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I was never so mad, but I was, you know, I was mildly irritated. Yeah. And then I was like, hang on, like, I like Half-Life okay, I'm not head over heels, I don't like Counter Strike, and I don't really like Left for Dead. And you maybe hate I Dota. Just, maybe I just don't really like Valve stuff that much. <laughs> they create cool things I like sometimes. Sometimes they don't. I don't really care if they want to go off and do their own thing. I mean, I don't even know how I feel about their games at this point because that's like seven seven years ago. <laughs> I if it, nobody yeah. you know if EA didn't release something for seven years, it'd be like. Man, I really wish EA would release something. Remember they made games? You know, forgetting about the fact that they're kind of releasing... I don't, aren't they releasing, like, mediocre stuff and it's got loot box mm-hmm. issues or something? I don't know. Yep. There's a big yep. hubbub. Any sort of hated company or, like, loved company, if they stop doing something for seven years, it's a completely different place. So I don't know. Don't worry. The next need There's for plenty of other fucking video games we can play. God, nerds. Just go play something else. Or maybe time go for outside. our new segment and stop talking about Valve for a little bit. Wonderful. Welcome, everyone, to the first segment of Jackie's Chow. 
Mm. Don't do that. <laughs> That's bad. That's a bad sound. No, you have. To, I'm gonna edit it out if you do any more. That's real bad. That doesn't Kinda sound good, and it makes people unhappy with their ears. Unhappy with their ear? Do they frown with their ears? It uses their ears to make them unhappy. You know how people say "smile from your eyes." I mm-hmm. like to make people frown from their ears. That's my tag. And I'm Nick Sees. Nick, we saw a great need in the soul of Jackie Mao to not make terrible food. We did. And how you know, are it's we going fine. to help? It's him? fine. I don't. I don't want to judge a lot of people. They just. They never have the desire. They never are taught, or they just for for whatever reason they don't learn how to make the basics. Sometimes they throw an entire broccoli into a pot with two eggs. The There's only no, way to learn yeah. is to try. We're not here to shame anyone because it's it's like I have a friend who. Uh, doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'm not shaming them, and I'm not going to say their name, so I'm not shaming them, but who needed to be walked through how to make tea with a bag and then messed it up. <laughs> it's never too late to turn things around and learn to cook. It's and cooking is wonderful and can be a joy in your life. It can be. It's also just a joy in other people's life, too. It's a valuable yeah. skill, like I said last time. To a joy in their lives and in their mouths, hopefully. And in their, and in their stomachs. And in their bowels, and then it becomes nutrients in their body. And now feel the chi gather in your chest chakra and let it flow down to the keyboard. And I type think chi G-G and chakra are like F-F. mutually exclusive concepts. Are they? Am I mixing them up? Am I bastardizing? I think, I think you're, I think you're kind of conflating of here. Chi, okay. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, but anyway, Nick, what are we cooking this week? Hmm, what's cooking? Um... Well, I suggested just the general topic of potatoes because we wanted to save a different topic. But mm-hmm. you have here skillet hash. Yeah, so that's, that's mine. If you have another potato dish, I think we could each bring one if you want, or we could just talk about one. I think we started talking about potatoes last time, didn't we? Just like our, our feelings on potatoes. Yeah, a little bit. We talked about baked potatoes and stuff some, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I think you, you lead us off with your, your skillet hash. Okay, so I'm going to give you a pretty basic, like, slapdash recipe that you should be able to do to make uh, a skillet hash. So basically, you're going to need a a skillet or a frying pan. You're going to need some uh, potatoes. I prefer Yukon Golds if you can afford them, but you can also just do, like, a russet, or you could even do, like, a red potato. You're going to need some yellow onion. You're going to need some bell peppers, and you're going to need some butter and salt and pepper. What color bell peppers? Um, so here's the thing, interesting thing about bell peppers. Uh, bell peppers are pretty much all one plant, right? Red, mm-hmm. yellow, and green are all just different, like, how long has it been ripening? Mm-hmm. I don't tend to like green very much. I like red. But yellow okay. is also pretty good. I see. Um, but green has its place. I just personally, I would probably do red in this dish. Uh, but green also is, is a popular choice for hashes. Or just make, mix them together. I don't know. Sure. You're supposed to keep them separate, but. I'll no, mix mixed peppers can be nice. Mixed peppers can definitely be nice. Um, so what you want to do, you want to melt your butter. I would say like medium-high heat, probably, on a burner. And you get the potatoes in there. And you want to cook the potatoes for a little while. You might even want to microwave them a little bit first. Have you skipped to... a step? Yeah, you could cut them. Aren't you supposed yes. to grate the potatoes? <laughs> uh, don't grate them? What? For a hash? No, you dice them. What? For you're, sure, you're thinking yeah, like like, ha- like you're thinking like hash browns hash. I'm thinking like a like sort of like a scramble kind of thing. Like, 
what? Uh, okay, no, okay, I guess you're right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of hash brown, I suppose. Right, you are thinking of hash browns. It's a confusing, it's so interesting. Okay. Yeah, get confused. You are right now that I think about it. Okay. Um, you're right, so I'm sorry, I am assuming a little too much here. Uh, first, you want to wash the potatoes, and then you want to cut them into small pieces, I'd say about a, like a half of an inch each. Um, and then you, you can um, toss them in there and start getting them cooking on the pan with the butter. Um, they're going to want to cook for a little while. You want to start them till they're getting getting a little bit crispy, because um, potatoes take a while to cook. They're going to take longer than any other yes. part of this recipe. I think it's important to say, you know, you want to get the butter warm, but if it if it looks too brown, you've gone too far. Mm-hmm. Like you can you want... put you can dip a piece of potato in your little bit of butter, and it should like mildly sizzle. Mm-hmm. But if you get to the point where your butter is foamed and has gotten too brown, then by the time the potatoes are cooked, you will have overdone the butter. Yeah, yeah, that's a very important. And you may, you know, you may need to add a little more butter as you go. Potatoes can definitely absorb yourself some butter, but you can and, just and like do you, this one you do time, want right? the butter to brown somewhat, like because brown mm-hmm. butter is a very delicious thing. But you have to start your potatoes early enough, and you have to keep the heat well mm-hmm. enough that you know it's not going to overcook by the time your potatoes are done. Yeah, and if again, if you're nervous about getting the proper cook on the potatoes before you cut them up, just microwave them a bit. Yep. Because um, that's a really good, reliable way to cook them. Before you microwave them, poke them with a fork. Potatoes can explode if you just put them in the ah, microwave. They can. I've never had that happen the few times. But I've it only needs forgot. to happen once for it to be real shitty. I've had it happen. I mean, it's a potato. I've had worse things explode in my microwave. When melting butter, oh, yeah. that's dangerous oh, in the microwave. Well, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's um, so anyway. sad. So you've 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 you know given your potatoes a little light fry. At this point, you're going to add a chopped up onion, and then a little bit after that, you'll add chopped up pepper, and you sort of let that go. Let the onion sort of get kind of like translucenty. They'll be a little bit see through, a little bit seared around the edges. You get At this a point, bit you want to like mix it around and slightly kind of like mash the potatoes a little, like mm-hmm. mush, smush them. That's fine. Not yeah, not not that, ridiculous. You're not trying to make yeah. mashed potatoes, but just but a you little, don't have you know, to like, them keep them intact. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't need to preserve. You don't need to cut a little bit of these potatoes. No, cut um, So, and then if you happen to have like parsley or dill around, you can toss that in. But if not, you can just do this with salt and pepper, and then you have that, and you've got a hash. Serve that with some eggs. Have a good time. By the way, if you don't know how to cook eggs, that's you should learn how to cook eggs. It's not that hard. It depends, like, you know, fried eggs. That's, right. There's plenty of nuance there, though, really. There's a lot of ways to do fried eggs. Why don't, Perhaps yeah, next episode. Why you, no, what, no. I can what, do eggs. Sure. To tell, tell, us, tell us a reliable method to fry an egg, Nick. It's, the way I would recommend requires one more thing you have to wash, but I think it's worth So get, like, a, a frying pan of some sort that has a lid. If you have, like, a small one, that's totally fine. I use... Oh, it's probably, it's like the size of my hand, maybe. Yeah, like six inches or whatever diameter pan. That would be fine. Just what I do, I put it on the heat for like, well, I have my fucking jet engine stove, as I've, I mentioned. But I put it on like medium heat, let it get a little warm, uh, 30 seconds. And then I put some oil in there. If I'm trying to make it actually taste really good for other people, I'll put like a little bit of oil and butter in there because just butter. Butter makes everything taste good. The key to restaurants is is mostly butter and salt, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So do some sort of fat in there. And then just crack your eggs in. You want them to be sizzling but not exploding out of the pan because they can just explode. 
So it shouldn't be sticking at this point because you've got a hot pan and you've got hot oil. So even if you're doing on this on like a stainless steel or a cast iron, shouldn't have any sticking for the most part once it you know the bottom white sets or cooks or whatever. And then once it's set a little bit, you can turn the heat down a little bit. It still be you know kind of sizzling in there. Get yourself I don't know. Depends on your pan, but a little bit of water. Get like three tablespoons, mm, two tablespoons of water. Yes, and then. Put your lid almost on and then throw the water in there. Just, you know, kind of pour it in at the edge and then immediately shut it down with the lid. Just immediately put the lid on because you've just put water into hot oil, which is something that can cause grease fires because it will violently boil and erupt. But that is kind of what you want because that will make the steam erupt into this enclosed area you have. And then you just steam the top of the eggs and you will have a... Nice, you know, cooked bottom. You can actually get it crispy. Some people like it crispy. You just leave it on there a little bit longer till it browns beyond just like normal cooked browning. And then you get this nice steamed top and it is actually really nice. It gets like, to me, it's a little fluffier, but it, in a meaty way, it gets a little more volume to it and it feels more meaty to me if I do it this way versus just like, you know, flipping the eggs. Sure, sure. Now this is this is a very good technique, and part of part of what you want to look for with a lot of fried eggs, um, especially when you're new to this and you're not confident as to as far as getting the cook right, when the yolk starts to turn a little bit pink, then you're good because that means that the white the white so the white over it like the yolk is not just exposed yolk there is white over the yolk, and when the yes. yolk starts to turn pink, it is because the white over it has cooked. And so it changes color just a little pink? bit, or like an or- hmm. orangish. Um, it'll it'll change. I mean, I'll color notice a the bit. next time. I'll yeah. See if it's pink. Um, yes. Because it depends well, how thing- you like it too, because you know you yes. can go over completely over easy, like sunny side up. That's fine. You don't even need to put this steamer on and just do it for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. Or you can go completely over hard this method. Yeah, and I the thing the thing I just I I would reassure like I would. Im- emphatically say is you want to make sure your white is cooked the yolk can be different levels of cooked and that's fine different people like different things but your white especially if you're in the united states needs to be cooked because the yolk or because the white can be you know have a bunch of bacteria and stuff if you're in like japan it's all pasteurized and it doesn't matter and you do whatever you want uk uk has pasteurized eggs really i didn't know that uh wait um Japan anyway, some places all pasteurized eggs. All pasteurized eggs. Anyway, are look you at sure the carton. it's not that yes. they? Immu- yeah, they immunize. Yeah. Im- why can't they immunize? <laughs> That's not the right word. They they do something with their eggs, and the same thing UK does. Or the U- yes, the UK you don't wash. They don't wash the outside of the eggs, so it still has like a protective coating on them. The US they all the eggs have to be washed. However, you have to keep them refrigerated. I. Sure, I've even said this on the podcast before, mm-hmm. but yes. So they don't refrigerate eggs in the UK. But we feel have free to. to fact check Nick on this one, listeners. I'm sure Niall will. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for for this week's episode of uh, of Jackie's Chow. Um, one more thing. Let me heartily oh. endorse some paprika or some oh, Tabasco on your hash or and your eggs actually. And salt yes. and pepper your eggs, please. Just a little yes. bit of seasoning yes. goes a long way. Uh, cayenne can be good, too. Cayenne that can be good. There, there's a lot of freedom you have. And one more thing. I think it's important enough that the first, you know, first Jackie's Chow segment should say this. Get yourself some kosher salt. 
If you've only ever had like table salt that's really fine, get that shit out of your life. It's it's got a place, but use kosher salt because you'll actually use less. But you can like dip your hand into your salt box. Like I have a salt cellar thing I just pop open and like grab an actual pinch of salt. When people like chefs or whatever recipes say a pinch of salt, they mostly mean kosher salt because the grains are larger. So it looks like more salt, but it's actually less. Kosher salt, get it. Get it in. I, I tend to just use table salt. What the fuck? Anyway, thanks. I, for I'm this. gonna get your address. I'm gonna send you five pounds of kosher salt, and you'll be converted. Uh, we'll keep working on the format of uh, of Jackie's Chow. We'll we'll keep refining this. We'll keep giving you new recipes and new tips, and you too will feed, but not like in your Dota games, like your your body. We your there's face. a good tagline to be had somewhere here. I'll yeah. think about it. All right, uh, I think that's it for this week's episode of Bob Crow, don't you, Nick? Nope. No, I think we have to keep going. It's true. We didn't talk about Digital Chaos. Oh, shit. That was our little refresher bit. <laughs> DC is back. They they bought they uh, signed Animal Planet. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes me happy. But again, the recurring segment, Nick doesn't actually know who's on DC. <laughs> I don't know uh, what the organization is. In- so it's right now, it's going to be Stan King, Ritsu, Aoi 2000, Moon Meander, and Bryle. If you can't did tell you what our pronunciation there. Yes, I did. Okay. Owie and Moon are both back on DC, both former DC players back back yeah. on the but grind. But didn't they sell the organization or something? Isn't the organization different than it was? I don't know. I really don't mean to make da, this da, a recurring da, 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 da. bit for me, but I don't know what DC is. I yeah, I I don't know the answer to your question. Maybe we'll I tackle it. I should have looked it up. <laughs> Gotcha. All right. And uh, welcome back, March. It's good to have you back. That's right. March is back. He's finished his uh, his military service. His mandatory military service, yes. Too much happened. There was so much that happened. Can we spread it out? Please. No kidding. Yeah. So we're going to stop the episode now. We could probably go for another half hour pretty easily, but we're going to stop. Uh Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. This has been another episode of Bottle Crow Reborn, the only Bottle Crow show currently airing and available on the internet. Because the other one's gone, 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 baby, gone. Nice. Um, so if you want to recommend us to a friend or something, we would really appreciate that. Uh, if you want to find the show on Twitter, you can find us at, at Bottle Crow. Uh, if you tweet at us there, you could get on the show if you have a good question or comment for us. Uh, I want to give a big thank you to Jeffrey Bryce, a.k.a. Pomodi, who made our Highlander Music Pack intro and outro here on the show. You can also find that in the Steam Workshop, and we would encourage you to go give it a vote and help it get in-game. I also want to give a thank you to Ashley Ryan, a.k.a. Svimmy, who did the art for our little RSS feed there, little podcast art. Uh, you can get commission of your own at patreon.com slash Um If you want to find other podcasts like this, we're part of the Scanline Media Network, which is a really fancy way of saying I do way too many podcasts. Um, you can find more stuff at scanlinemedia.com or at our Patreon, patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. I have four other shows, and there will probably be more. I must be stopped. Mad Men. Nick, how's We Like Sleeves doing these days? We Like Sleeves is going great. I haven't pinned it out in a while. Hopefully we still have anybody listening at this point. Check out at We Like Sleeves. I've got a lot going on. 
Uh, I got some scenic shots of the Schuylkill the other day. I mean, we like sleeves. Someone, you know, anonymous got some nice shots of uh, some some river action here in our fair city, Philly. So uh, you never know what might happen. Feel free to tweet at We Like Sleeves with your sleeve submissions. You will get a review and uh, perhaps some constructive criticism or some appreciation. Uh, always appreciate some community feedback and submissions. All right. Thanks so much, folks. Peace out.